Hello and welcome all listeners to Xavier Newswire Live, the radio show that will catch you up on all of the Xavier news, from Ledgewood Drive to Dana Avenue and beyond. Today is September 13th, 2021, and we are bringing you this show live on XUFM. I'm Kayla Ross, guest host of today's show, and in this episode of Newswire Live, you'll get to hear the Newswire multimedia crew bring you the rundown on boat dance, Emma's class recommendations, upcoming Cincinnati concerts, and more. That's enough from me for now. Let's get right into the show. At this time, I'll turn it over to Alyssa Sepulveda. The annual boat dance, a dinner and shindig on the Ohio River, returned in full swing this year. Organized by the Student Activities Council, the boat dance was canceled last fall due to COVID-19, but this beloved tradition has come back. The 250 available tickets sold out almost immediately for $25 each. Xavier students were allowed to bring non-Xavier guests, allowing two tickets per one all card. Students were shuttled from campus to downtown and were given different color wristbands to separate students by floor. Those with yellow wristbands populated the third floor and the second floor was floated by students with purple wristbands. Students and their guests posed for pictures when they arrived at the riverfront, admiring the scenery of the skyline and the breathtaking September weather. As soon as students stepped foot on the classic steamboat, everyone was ready to have a fun time. Dinner was quickly served and students were able to enjoy a hearty meal of pasta, chicken, bread, green beans with cheesecake for dessert. After dinner, students filled the dance floor. With two DJs aboard, each floor had two different types of music. On the same night, Billy Joel had a concert at the Great American Ballpark, meaning students could listen to the concert from afar. Although the boat dance operated a bit differently from years past due to mask wearing and limited capacity, the night was still electric. Here are some Xavier students speaking on their favorite parts of this year's boat dance. For me, my favorite part was probably just being able to meet new people and just being able to dance and have a good time. And a plus was the Billy Joel concert was happening at the Red Stadium, so we were able to hear his music. It was just, it was really fun, I think, because I went with a lot of the same people I did freshman year, but like now we know each other. So it's kind of cool to see that like before and after almost of like, I met these people at the boat dance two years ago and we're back here again this year. It was really fun just to hang out with them. The boat dance is an opportunity for Xavier students to come together and enliven friendships, making memories that will last beyond college. Maggie Schrader was experiencing the boat dance for a second time, and she explains why you should go. For students who haven't had the opportunity, I definitely encourage them to go next year, if not the year after. It's just a really fun time. It's fun to get dressed up and it's fun to kind of go on an adventure in Cincinnati on the Ohio River, which is wonderful and beautiful. I encourage everyone to give it a shot at some point. It's just, I feel like it's a Xavier tradition. They've been doing it for so many years and to be able to do it again this year was really great. Back to you, Kayla. And now we are joined by Grady Griffin who attended the boat dance. Grady, in one word, how would you describe the night? It was fun. What was it that made the experience so great for you? Well, I mean, there's something about just riding a steamboat down Willy Wonka's Chocolate River. It's just really nice, and there's a lot of students there. You have a lot of fun. Just, you know, you can look out at the sky, the moon, and then you hear Billy Joel playing My Life on the Way Back, and it's just really kind of, it's really nice. What was your favorite part about the dance? Probably Billy Joel, if I'm being honest. It was like, honestly, it was really weird with the whole COVID thing. They had, like, masks inside the boat. I was on the third deck, I believe, 
And so a lot of it, we kind of went in and ate. The food was really good. Uh, they had, like, this chicken stuff, and they had, like, a bunch of rolls and everything. Um, but then after that, I kind of just uh, I kind of just left the inside and stayed outside, mostly on the top deck for the rest of the night. But it was just really nice to kind of be out there and look around and just see the sights. It was a really beautiful night um, when stars were there. And then as we got back, as we got around to, like, the uh, the return point, Billy Joel was playing, so all the people turned off the music and they just like they slowed the boat down, just let it stop in front of it as we just listened to all of it playing across the water. How was the dinner and the music? The food was really good. Uh, the music for the few times I was inside, it was kind of the generic stuff you'd expect, at, like a school dance. Obviously, they played cha cha slide at some point. And then I kind of slid to the left right out the door at that. But, um, you know, it, it was really, it was a lot of fun. They, they played different music between the different floors, which was really interesting. I happened to notice because, like, I went down to the bottom floor and just listened in from outside because they allowed you to go, like, outside on all the floors, but you couldn't go inside if you were, like, on, like, designated a third floor, which is really bizarre. And it just seemed a bit weird because, like, you know, especially since, like, the, the, the first floor interior was very very much so nicer than like the third floor although they were both very nice it was a beautiful boat what is one thing that you would say to students who haven't had a chance to go to the boat dance yet uh i'd say bring formal clothes i didn't have any so i had to go in jeans and like a hawaiian shirt which was pretty interesting but they do go in suits so it's nice you'll still have a good time though it'll be fun you'll have fun either way just you know find some friends go with them have some fun and just enjoy the night. All right. Thank you very much, Grady. And now for the COVID-19 campus update. As of September 13th, there are a total of 47 cases in the Xavier community. There are currently 17 students in quarantine. thoughts or feedback from the Newswire multimedia crew, send them to our email, XavierNewswire at gmail.com. Find Newswire Live episodes and other content on Spotify. Search Xavier Newswire to find our channel. And now, here with us is Annalise Cahill to give us an update on the state of SGA. Awesome. So today we had a very productive meeting. In the middle of the meeting, our advisors challenged us to have a call to action almost as a Senate, where each of the senators was challenged to come up with the three biggest issues facing students on campus today in their minds and share them with the rest of the Senate. This went on for about an hour, but some of the big takeaways that we had and that I'd like to share with you today, there are four big ones. The first were the presence of arts on campus. So some ideas that we came up with were having some permanent or semi-permanent murals that we place on different walls around campus integrated within some of our green spaces as well. Also um, a bigger pre presence with theater and music, those departments that sometimes don't feel as visible. Another were uh, academic COVID concerns. So not having a required Zoom option in classrooms, especially as COVID cases have been rising, they're lower than they, are at the they were at the beginning of the year, but students are still very concerned about not having this option within classes. The third was safe sex STD testing and contraception accessibility on campus. Uh, this was a big conversation within Student Senate as to how to stay true to the values of a Jesuit institution while also making sure that our students feel safe. 
The fourth was uh, improving and increasing engagement with the surrounding communities at Xavier, such as Evanston, making sure we're supporting the small businesses around us, such as uh, Kingsway Cafe, Cream and Sugar, right there in a walkable distance. So these are the biggest um, concerns going on in the Senate right now and things that we're going to try and move forward, big initiatives with projects, and not just being an event-based organization such as SAC. We are really trying to come up with these bigger projects to finish by the end of the year. Uh, with that being said, we are moving forward with what's been going on the past few weeks, and we feel like we're in a very strong place. There is not going to be an additional vice president appointed by the executives. They do have that power in the Constitution to choose not to appoint somebody. Senate vacancy applications are open, so if any students are interested in filling spots on the Senate for the rest of the term, which goes until December, feel free to apply in our Instagram bio. That link is available. And also the final thing is that Board of Elections session start tomorrow. If students are interested for running, um, interested in running for the 2022 academic year, which is January to December, one of these sessions is required, whether you're running for Senate or as an executive. So make sure you check out the um, Board of Elections information sessions and attend one of those if you're interested. Thanks, guys. And next up is Hunter with This Week in History. Thanks, Kayla. So This Week in History, we're going to focus on Xavier history. There's a lot that I found, um, and all this is according to uh, retired professor Dr. Fortin's book on Xavier history. So it's 1911. And it's St. Xavier College, which was Xavier University's official name until 1930. The college is looking to grow and differentiate itself from St. Xavier High School. The president and board of directors at the time believed that they could attract students to the college beyond just their own high school boys. And on September 19th of 1911, the board of trustees purchased 26.474, excuse me, acres from the recently defunct Avondale Athletic Club. They purchased that land for $85,000. At the time of its purchase, the property included one building, which was used for classes, five tennis courts, a swimming pool, and a multi-purpose sports complex that housed football and baseball. Archbishop Moeller named that building Xavier Hall. However, that wasn't the only building on campus that was important for this week in Xavier history. It's September 14, 1920, just nine years later at St. Xavier College. The 103 students at the time took their first classes in the first building that was built on Xavier's new campus. This building was called Alumni Science Hall. The newly completed classroom building hosts biology, chemistry, and physics. And this is a far cry from the building's current use, as in the year 2000, Alumni Science Hall was rededicated, now known as Edgecliff Hall, and it now hosts the Department of Music. That's This Week in Xavier History. Back to you, Kayla. Next up is Alyssa with the Campus Catch-Up. Tomorrow marks the spirit celebration of this school year. The Mass of the Holy Spirit will be in Bellman Chapel and begin at 11.30 a.m. We will also celebrate the, rename, the renaming of Justice Hall at around 12.15 and process down there to reflect on this moment in our history. Classes will be canceled from 11.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. Join us to bless this academic year. Xavier is also proud to announce that they are now able to expand and restore some retail service hours as campus retail partners have been able to recruit new team members. Victory Perk will be open on Saturdays and Sundays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. The All for One shop in the Gallagher Student Center will extend hours Monday through Thursday until 11 p.m. 
Carrito will now reinstate hours Monday through Friday and be open again between 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Xavier Theater presents a live production of Green Day's American Idiot starting September 17th through the 19th in the Gallagher Student Center Theater. An energy-fueled rock opera featuring each song from Green Day's album American Idiot. Watch and find out how Johnny, Tooney, and Will struggle as they, find to, as they try to find meaning in a post-9-11 world. The tickets link can be found on the current students page on the Xavier website. This Friday, September 17th, is Hunger Action Day. Take action here at Xavier while others across the country do their part as well to fight hunger. Our on-campus food pantry, called The Store, is open from 3 to 5 every Friday and is located in the center of the Village Department. Email the store at xavier.edu for more details or to request a donation bin. And that's the Campus Catch-Up. After this short transition, stay tuned for show manager Emma Stevens' radio recommendations and what in the world. And now we have show manager Emma Stevens with the Radio Review class recommendations. Thanks, Kayla. So I kind of wanted to take a different, um, a different twist on Radio Review and offer some recommendations that I had for classes that I thought were really interesting here on campus. Um, I'm a sophomore, and so I've taken a lot of my like gen ed like credit type classes. Um, so I've checked off a lot of those elective boxes, and several of these. Um, fulfill those requirements. Uh, the first one that I would highly recommend is a class that's called Beatles in Context. Um, it was my creative perspective, but other people took it because you can get music credit for that class. So if that's your major or your minor, it's good to check out. Um, but it's a creative perspective that follows youth, like follows the um, discography of the Beatles um, from before they were even called the Beatles uh, through to like the creations of the members of the Beatles that are still alive today. Um, and it explores the artists that shape the Beatles. So like you talk some about like, um, Bob Dylan and other like artists that really shaped, um, the Beatles sound and like made them who they are today. Um, and it also looks at how the Fab Four changed the music industry entirely. Um, and I had no idea going into the class how much the Beatles had impacted like all of music history. Um, so I would highly recommend that class if you are interested in music at all. You don't even have to like the Beatles to think this class is cool. Um, my next class that I would recommend is a class called Children's Literature. It's a humanities elective, um, and it's also a required class if you are in any kind of um, early or middle childhood education. So education folks know what's up on that. But you can take it as a humanities elective, and it takes a deep dive into the different genres and elements of, like, good writing for children, which we don't think about a lot. Um, so if you spend any time around kids or plan on having kids of your own one day, even if you're not planning on becoming a teacher, it's really interesting to, like, know what would be a good book for a kid. Um, and it's really fun because you have story time every class as an adult, which is kind of awesome. 
Um, so I would definitely check that one out if you want uh, a more laid back class. Um, it only met one day a week when I took it. So it was kind of nice to just have story time once a week. <laughs> My final class that I would recommend, which is a class I'm currently enrolled in, is a class called Shakespeare and Fiction. It fulfills the um, lit and moral imagination requirement. And um, it's super interesting because most people have to read Shakespeare in high school, but I'm doing it again in college. And rereading those things at the college level is super, super interesting. Um, and what the aim of the class is doing is you look at Shakespeare, we're reading a play a week, and then later in the semester, we're going to read books that are like fictional novels that are based on the tropes in Shakespeare. And you kind of get to see how the elements of Shakespeare are continuing to affect modern literature, which I know is like super nerdy, but feels really cool to me because it shows you just how like pervasive all of Shakespeare's like impact can be. So if you can be English and nerdy like that, if that's your jam, I would highly, highly recommend. It's taught by Grayley Heron, and he's an amazing English professor. Uh, so I would highly recommend that class as well. That's all I got. Back to you, Kayla. Thanks so much, Emma. And now we have the Downtown Lowdown with upcoming music events in Cincinnati. Here are a few that might be of interest. The Jonas Brothers and Kelsey Ballerini are going to be at Riverbend on September 21st. Machine Gun Kelly is going to be at Smale Riverfront Park on September 22nd. Thomas Rhett will be at Riverbend on September 23rd. Leonard Skinner will be at Riverbend on October 9th. Kevin Gates will be at Bogarts on October 14th. And Chris Stapleton will be at Riverbend on October 21st. Now to you, Sebastian, with the What in the World segment. Hello. Uh, this is What in the World. So, first off, things you, you should probably know. Uh, Norway's center-left party defeated the conservative coalition in the general election this weekend. Uh, Japan is warning of a potential attack in Southeast Asia, as most countries in the area are wary of China's increasing military pressure in the region and authoritarian tendencies. Uh, dragonflies as a species are moving more north as the climate warms, so get ready for cool new bugs in the summers or uh, prepare to be spooked all summer. Uh, now, things that suck. Uh, China is cracking down on K-pop stands via banning so-called effeminate men from being portrayed in state media. First, they came for the K-pop stands, but I was not one, so I did not speak out. A New York Times study has found that one in five nursing home residents are on antipsychotic medic medication, higher rates than what has officially been reported. Schizophrenia diagnoses from nursing homes has increased by 70% since 2012. Personally, I hope I'm not just hallucinating having a radio segment. Australia looks up to be the big villain at the COP26 climate talks in Scotland this year. They have pressured the UK to drop climate restrictions in their trade agreements and have said that they plan to keep mining coal well past 2030. I don't have a fun quip for this one. It just sucks. Now, things that don't suck. Uh, Daniel Medvedev won the US Open, shattering Novak Djokovic's 27-game win streak in Grand Slam dreams. This is Medvedev's first major tourney win in his career. Who knew people cared about tennis? Also, most every developed country in the world is refusing to recognize the Taliban government. Who knew people cared about human rights? And that's what in the world. Back to you, Kayla. Thank you, Sebastian. Listeners, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today in this episode of Newswire Live. Thank you for tuning into the show today. If you have any thoughts or feedback for the Newswire Multimedia crew, send them to our email, xaviernewswire at gmail.com. 
We would like to give a special thanks to Carolyn Youngquist, a senior music education major at Xavier, who produced the music heard in today's show. At this time, we'd like to give a shout out to our staff and guests who helped make this episode possible. Thanks to our editor-in-chief, Alex Budzinski, our managing editor, Mo Janger, our managing multimedia editor, Hunter Ellis, our show manager, Emma Stevens, our campus correspondent, Alyssa Sepulveda, our AV technician, Lily Cotton, our audio editor, Sebastian Aguilar, staff contributor, Grady Griffin, guest contributor, Annalise Cahill, and special shout out to David Ludwig and our guests of the night, Jesse Doe. Dolahan and Leighton Gamage. You can find full Newswire live episodes and other segments on YouTube and Spotify. Search Xavier Newswire to find our channel. Don't miss our next episode next Monday at 7 p.m. Until the next episode, this is Kayla Ross wishing you a happy start to the spooky season and signing off.